This is the KGEZ Good Morning Show with John Hendricks and Robin Mitchell. Now, Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. 15 minutes with one of Northwest Montana's newsmakers. Glacier Bank's totally free checking saves you both time and money. Visit your nearest Glacier Bank office today. There's a convenient location near you. Glacier Bank, member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Today we welcome from Flathead Valley Community College, we have the Associate Professor of Mathematics, Dr. Mike Severino. Hi, Mike. How's everybody doing? Pleasure yeah, to be good, here. Good, good to have you. you with us. And uh, I'm not sure what S-STEM is. We're going to find out. We have Associate Professor of Chemistry, Jessica Ernest with us. Hi, Jessica. Hi, good morning. Oh, Does that okay. mean you specialize in the science part of it? Uh, maybe. S-STEM, <laughs> I don't know. That's science, technology, engineering, and math. What's the other right? S? Um, so that's the scholarship part. Oh, okay, okay. gotcha. Hey, I got it, students, all right. Yep. Maybe we better, first of all, just review what, what's involved in STEM, Mike. Uh, well, as you said, it stands for the science, technology, engineering, and math. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of thought of as more the technical fields, I guess, in college. Um, but they really, it's quite a range of things. I think people, especially, I'm a mathematician. People tend to think math and science are really the same thing. But it's really quite a, quite a range of what you're actually doing in those fields. And then this is kind of how they all come together in some sense. And I, I guess when I think about having a PhD in mathematics, I'm thinking how far much further can you go than calculus? That's so funny that even biology graduate students used to say that to me when I was in graduate school. Really? And the reality is there's actually, the field of mathematics is humongous. And most of it is what's called pure or theoretical math. It has no bearing on the world itself or physical world. And then what ha- generally speaking, sometimes some result becomes important, maybe 50 years down the line even to mm-hmm. be used in science and applied to the world. It happens to do a great job of modeling the world, but uh, most mathematicians, they're really not that interested in that part of it. It's almost, for me even, it was almost as an escape from reality. <laughs> See, now um, I, I remember reading that Einstein uh, wasn't very good at math until he got interested in the science part of it. Yeah. And, he, and then it was necessary, you know. Well, yes, it was necessary, but he also leaned on mathematicians. Yeah. He, had his, he had a set of mathematicians at Princeton he could chat with that could help him work out the math part of it. Oh. And those were mainly geometers, of that, and that's mm-hmm. one subsect of mathematics. See, when I was a kid, I wanted to go into space. Boy, that was my, <laughs> and I still do, by the way. But, uh, but I, I, I was, uh, they, everybody told me, you've got to get math. And I said, well, how, you know, what's that got to do with the flying of a rocket ship to the moon? And they said, well, hitting the moon from the earth with all the movements and everything, they described it as trying to hit a fly in the eye a mile away. Is that, is that even a fair comparison to what you have to do just to figure out a trajectory to get to the moon? I would say it's... I don't know. It's hard for me to say. I'm not a, uh, again, I'm not a scientist. No, but right? I mean just but the mathematics involved. The mathematics the th- involved, I, it's got to be pretty similar. Right? I mean, you've got so much movement involved. You've got the spinning of the earth, and then you've got the re- rotation or the revelations of the yeah. revolutions, rather, of the moon. And It's true. It's fairly complicated, but uh, I do feel like one of the things that math does is it strips away a lot of 
the non-essential meaning. So the non-essential stuff that you don't need, it makes it a little simpler to actually work with. That's kind of why it's separate than science. A mathematician, mm-hmm. he takes the problem, he doesn't want to know about that real world. Yeah. But yeah, I would, I would agree it's probably very similar to hitting a, and we've gotten very good at it. And it so, all, all begins with that train leaving Chicago heading <laughs> towards... Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but, but uh, and I, we'll, we'll get to the science part of this thing in a minute, but uh, I'm, I'm curious to understand um, mathematics and the role of computer programming. Well, I actually always tell my computer science students because they got to take a bunch of math, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I say, look, remember, where did your discipline come from? It was all mathematicians that created computers, right? So it really plays a very important role in that. And in fact, I studied graph theory and combinatorics, which is a study of discrete things. So, you know, you can't have like two and a half as an answer, say, Mm -hmm. which is very much how a computer runs, right? It's got these bits, zeros and ones, and that's really at the bottom of everything. That's all that's going on. And so the algorithms are all rely on mathematics in this discrete world. Mm-hmm. So now let's turn to the science part of this. Um, we still got engineering and uh, mathematics. Well, we got all that. So let's talk about the science and technology. Mm-hmm. Um, how do all this fit into the real world now? Um, well, I think just like Mike was talking about, because of the fact that it's such a... Um, not just mathematics, but it's such a diverse, because um, when we're talking about all four of those disciplines, I'm just chemistry, but even mm-hmm. in chemistry, I'm a trained organic chemist. And that's just one small subset of chemistry in general. So if we, um, I, I just think about our students and um, the opportunities that they're gonna have just by coming here, getting their first two years done, they can go into a diverse fields um, mm-hmm. when they transfer. Um, so I think, I mean, I don't know. I just think about um, any type of, I, it's so hard to just say um, what kind of careers. Like yeah. I, for me, I wanted to, I wanted to work in a lab. I wanted to um, build molecules. I wanted to uh, research how they, um, um, the Im- impacts that they would have on different cancer lines, right? That is such yeah. a specific field. Mm-hmm. So, Building molecules. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> of course, I, I, lo- I left off in chemistry with valences. That, dro- that, that one drove me nuts, especially when I had to do all the math with my slide rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the slide rule. I just had I, the I was con- thinking that discussion too. with my father about the slide yeah. rule. Yeah. Now, uh, well, it, it was a lot better than long math. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so talk with me a little bit about uh, uh, how all of this interfaces with engineering and uh, and and uh, science and technology. Uh, just STEM in general, or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, with uh, with respect to like career paths or mm-hmm. yeah, um, so um, I think the what I can speak about is just the opportunities for students to come here, um, start here, get their first two years done. They usually, um, if they're coming in as associate of science students, they have the opportunities to take their math classes, they can start their engineering pathways, they can start their computer science, forestry, chemistry, biology, um, these kind of general areas. And then um, they can generally um, 
take some upper division classes here that transfer to really? some of our four-year uh, Upper schools. division classes, huh? Yeah, so uh, it would be, we have some uh, transfer agreements where we have some classes that we teach here at FECC and they can transfer to U of M or MSU as 300 level, so mm -hmm. in their third year. So um, they can start here and then they can transfer um, to our four-year uh, partners or sure. um, to U of M or MSU. Mm -hmm. um, and then when they get there, they're gonna take some upper division classes where they're gonna get more specialized. And mm -hmm. I think at that point, students are gonna get more, uh, they're gonna get, you know, between their two years here, their four years there, they're gonna have a lot more exposure to uh, different fields of science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Oh, they're yeah. gonna be able to really be able to explore more, whether it's through um, their classes, through research opportunities, interactions with faculty, um, and also with career transfer specialists. So they'll be able to explore um, different career paths um, and then mm -hmm. hopefully go on to graduate yeah. work or maybe start into the work I want to talk a bit about the faculty and you guys uh, uh, work with that FECC and we'll do that right after this. How's your day going? All right. Well, it's about to get even better. This is Jolene for Glacier Bank, member FDIC. I have news that will help your life run smoother, more efficiently, and maybe just a little more fun. Glacier Bank's brand new online banking platform has launched. That's right, your better banking experience is here. Go online or download our new Glacier Bank app in the App Store or Google Play Store. This platform is a pleasure to navigate and it securely takes care of your banking needs quickly so you can get back to your day or night. Experience streamlined 24-7 access from your computer, tablet, and smartphone. We know you are going to like it. Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. Here again is John Hendricks. Dr. Mike Severino and Jessica Ennis with us today. I want to touch on something you uh, started to talk about, Jessica, before we move on here. And uh, you were talking about research projects. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that uh, a lot of people think that, it, that college is all theory and nothing practical. But you're hitting on something very, very practical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, even oh, we have... Um, our students here have an incredible opportunity. We, because of our low class size, um, we are able to offer between our instructor student ratio, uh, undergraduate research opportunities where students can come in and actually get hands-on um, experience with um, performing undergraduate research projects. Yeah, um, that's, I think that's fantastic. And, uh, and that gets lost, I think. Uh, the research work that's done at our colleges and universities, I think uh, we, we kind of forget about that when we look at all the other stuff like the athletics. <laughs> we sort of forget about all that other stuff that goes on that's, uh, that directly affects our world. Um, so let's talk about the faculty at FECC. Obviously, both of you are uh, uh, have advanced, well, terminal degrees, both of you. Mm -hmm. uh, why did you decide to go all the way for the PhD level? Uh, it was a long journey, windy for me. Um, mm -hmm. I had moved out here after my undergrad and 
framed houses in whitefish and ski. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I went down to Missoula to grad school. And at that point, I was thinking, I'm going to get my master's degree and come teach at FECC. I really loved the area. I didn't want to leave, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, after my two years of my master's degree, I really was enjoying graduate school more than I thought I would. And so I ended up staying and finished my PhD and still ended up back here. Mm -hmm. But it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I mean, the 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 room for your brain to be thinking about things that you're really interested in is it's there's not much like it i'm thinking of the uh uh the uh, trigonometry involved in dealing with the slope at whitefish mountain resort yeah. <laughs> and yeah. how fast you can go <laughs> that's right <laughs> i'll bet that went through your mind when you're riding a chairlift up right it does it does go through my mind a little bit <laughs> i'd say i more think about the uh using it for uh avalanche prediction oh because i do yeah. a lot of backcountry skiing and i think that their kid you know i that's more where i my brain goes i think my gosh all right see again another practical use of all of this uh jessica how about you yeah um i have a similar story i have a non-traditional path i actually um i actually started at a community college and i have a two-year degree and it was one of my I actually went to school thinking I just wanted to get it so I could uh, get a degree so I could go into the workforce. And just like we have here, um, I just had incredible instructors that sometimes we'll see more in our students than they see, right? That were, I, I'll speak for myself than I saw myself. Um, and I was taking a bunch of science classes and um, I guess it's unique to uh, be getting A's on your organic chemistry exam. So yeah. I was uh, encouraged that I, I need to go to grad school. And I was older at that time. So I had to, you know, consider my life and wh where I was at. Um, but yeah, I actually, I applied to some grad schools. I grew up on the East Coast and um, I was brought into, I am actually a graduate from MSU. I did my wow. PhD there. So I finished my bachelor's degree in New York. And um, I came out here and I... Which, yeah. which school in New York? Um, it was uh, SUNY Old Westbury. Oh, SUNY, sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. my wife uh, has done some work for SUNY in uh, uh, Albany, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just, um, I remember, yeah, grad school was incredible. It was like one of the best times of my life um, mm -hmm. to be able to do some graduate work classes, but then also be in the lab and be able to just ask the next question that nobody has asked before, yeah. right? You're publishing on things wow. that nobody else has explored before. Um, you're, wow. You become the expert in that area um, and you're at the forefront of that research. And I love asking questions. That's mm. the, yeah. You know, I, I would say I'm, a, I'm also a graduate of a, a community college. And uh, in high school, I did not do particularly well. Uh, I uh, was very busy as a three-sport letterman, and uh, I was busy playing in a couple of rock and roll bands, <laughs> and I didn't <laughs> have a whole priorities. lot of time for mundane <laughs> stuff like studying. And so by the time I got out, I was, uh, I, I, I finished, I will say, in the lower 25% of my class. So when it goes to college, you know, it was like, oh boy. Um, toward the end of my tour in Vietnam, I came back to the States and uh, while I was stationed at Marcher at um, uh, McCord Air Force Base, I took a class through Tacoma Community College and uh, uh, English 101 and I aced it. And a similar experience, the instructor drew me in. 
like I had never been drawn into anything academic in my life. And, uh, and I aced it. So I go to register at uh, Shoreline Community College when I got out. And the guy looks at my test scores and said, well, you'll have to take English 80, bonehead English. And I said, why? I've already taken English 101. And he looked at my transcript, shook his head and said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it. And I had never, ever had a four-point average in my entire life. But it's being drawn in. Yeah. And my brother went to Western Washington University in Bellingham. My largest class was smaller than his smallest class. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's that, uh, it's that uh, uh, to me, it's that, that uh, uh, plan, yeah, the, yeah, well, the mm -hmm. connection with the instructors, but uh, it's a, it was a, a life-changing experience for me as I, I was not a scholar and I became one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great part about the community college. I mean, even I try and explain to my students, even within the class, like one exam is not going to define who you are. You can't let it be that important in your mind. You know, you got to try, of course, but it, it's mm -hmm. not going to define you. And to be the same with coming from high school into college, it should be okay if you messed around a bit in high school. Right, you yeah. you have this that shouldn't define you for the rest of your <laughs> life before you're 18 years old, mm -hmm. and this gives a great pathway to if you want to go towards an academic career um, or a technical career, you you could go through this you know community college. Well, one thing for sure is you don't get very far in this world without some education, no question about it, or at least some skills training. And uh, let's talk a bit about uh, about how we pay for all this. We'll do that with uh, Dr. Severino and Dr. Ennis after this. Mm -hmm. How's your day going? All right? Well, it's about to get even better. This is Jolene for Glacier Bank, member FDIC. I have news that will help your life run smoother, more efficiently, and maybe just a little more fun. Glacier Bank's brand new online banking platform has launched. That's right, your better banking experience is here. Go online or download our new Glacier Bank app in the App Store or Google Play Store. This platform is a pleasure to navigate and it securely takes care of your banking needs quickly so you can get back to your day or night. Experience streamlined 24-7 access from your computer, tablet, and smartphone. We know you are going to like it. Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. Here again is Robin Mitchell. Conversations today with FECC Associate Professors uh, of Mathematics, Dr. Mike Severino, and of Chemistry and STEM, uh, Lead Principal Investigator Jessica Ernest. And, you know, I took uh, Chemistry 1 in high school, <laughs> and I, I happen to remember, okay, there's an atomic weight for everything. There you are, you have the, is that how we know that there are missing elements in the periodic table? Um, the, yeah, the atomic masses. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, um, I'm not sure. They keep, they keep discovering new ones, you know, they keep getting announced, yeah, so. that's uh, true. And I, you know, I was just a bonehead. I was the guy that, uh, Hey, uh, don't mix chemicals together if you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, fire up the Bunsen burners, you know. But anyway, uh, John uh, posed a good question, and that is, 
STEM experience learning. Now, uh, you guys use cohort learning as yeah. part of the thing? Yeah, so this year um, we have welcomed 10 students into our STEM experience, National Science Foundation funded um, uh, program. And this program, so FECC was a recipient of a grant and it's scholarships in STEM. And we have the opportunity to give away uh, half a million dollars in scholarships to our STEM students wow. who are in this program for the next six years. Okay, so, now yeah. cohort re relates uh, maybe to their just working what, what, in what groups. Yeah. Define, can you define a yeah, cohort for us? Yeah, yeah, so these 10 students, are in a cohort. They're in their first year together. And as they come in, as they are um, in this competitive program, they're accepted, they start in the program. And in their first year, they will go through some similar classes together where because of that, they get to um, start building a community with each other, but also with the faculty that are leading and also uh, involved. Um, we have a bunch of different pieces, but that's what the cohort is. It's this group of students who, are, who came in mm -hmm. in the fall of 2023 um, and will then um, continue until they're ready to transfer. And, and with the teachers or the instructors collaborators, essentially. Yes, yeah, oh, um, in okay. different ways. Um, it's a group learning experience then. Yes, exactly. But it's more than just, uh, just the, the subject matter is getting to know your, your cohorts yep. as people and uh, then relating on all, 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 all levels rather than just the one. Yeah, these students have the, so they take two classes together um, and part of one of the, the spring class, it's a new class, it's a research, a literacy and research class that they're taking right now, all 10 of those students. And part of it is they attend our, uh, at FECC, we have STEM colloquiums. Um, so we have different pre presenters come in and talk about different areas of science and mathematics and they will, uh, not just attend the class once a week, but they will also participate in the STEM colloquium. So yeah. they get to interact with the faculty on a just a more one-to-one -one basis. So how do we qualify to become a member of one of these cohorts? Yeah, so it is a competitive program. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it's a simple application. If you go to FECC's website, or if you just Google FECC STEM, it'll bring you to our landing page for STEM experience. Um, there's an application, there's a few easy questions for students um, to answer. Um, uh, there is some requirements that you do have to be uh, a citizen, you do, and there's some um, exceptions, but I can meet with students one-on-one -on -one if they have any questions. Um, and then also there is, um, it is a financial need-based scholarship Mm -hmm. meaning once students um, apply for their FAFSA and um, they navigate what their needs are, we're able to then, um, yeah, accommodate that. And right. up to $10,000 a year for up to three years. Well, wow. So that, should be yeah. a, that should be a real incentive yeah. to get into this thing and, uh, and dive in deep. Mm, That's yeah. what we love. Can I just say that, that that STEM colloquium, I just want to mention, is open to the public. It's on Fridays, 12 to 1. Okay. And you can find it on the website if anyone's interested in any of those discussions. Okay, so, Excellent. so again, the discussion, uh, when is that? I it's missed that. It's Fridays from 12 to 1, mm -hmm. and it's called the STEM Colloquium. And we have 
speakers from the fields come in and give talks on those. Some of them are technical, some of them are less technical. Okay. Where Where is that in the college? It is in the uh, Bassard Library classrooms. Okay. All right, you By guys. the coffee shop. It's been a fascinating conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And uh, it's just really a thrill to know that we have not just uh, well-educated and, uh, and committed people, but we have people who care enough to want to really dive in and help our students get somewhere. Yeah. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dr. Mike Severino and uh, Dr. Jenna, uh, Jessica Ennis. We appreciate it. It's Glacier Bank's Community Conversations, a service of Glacier Bank, where your checking is totally free. Just about anywhere you are in northwest Montana, you'll find a Glacier Bank office nearby, keeping it connected to your friends and your community, an important part of the mission of Glacier Bank, member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Please plan on joining us again tomorrow for Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. <laughs> Thank you.